The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from absolutely amazing, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. We've had an interesting morning. The Internet has been down. Our cable has been down because our friend in the digital world has decided they wanted to upgrade everything. And I've been pretty much down all morning. So you're not going to see a lot of new things on the self-improvement blog. I think it's one of the first times since I've had the blog that I didn't get things on early, early enough so everything was new. Um, but, or, and you can still see the picture and bio of Steve Wilson, who's our guest today, and a video about his World Laughter Tour, I encourage you to go to the Self-Improvement blog and look at those, and I promise you there will be new stuff tomorrow. There's scientific proof that positive thinking and a positive mental attitude, we've talked about this a lot on this show, is important to maintain optimal health and that laughter truly is the best medicine. We've heard that all our life. But science is proving it now. But sometimes, sometimes, we're bombarded with bad views and news. And on those days, we have to make a special effort to get away from it. Those of you who are a little older, remember when you got news once or twice a day and you read the newspaper in the morning and that was that. Now we hear the same and we see the same dire reports and, and gory stuff over and over on TV. We have it emailed, tweeted, Facebooked, and texted to us. Some days it seems to pound us down. And of course, the solution is always the off switch, but sometimes that isn't enough. You know, I find that the cure to an overdose of bad news through the media is a good laugh. And also to find some positive stuff on the media. There's a lot of humor there as well. You can get email, tweeted, TV, Facebook, and texted with funny stuff too, just as easily. Now, yesterday my brother sent me a video of an old bearded man playing a guitar and singing about bad memory and excused the phrase, and brain farts. It hit me so 
it's so funny that I sat there and laughed, and then I got involved going through YouTube looking at funny stuff and found a series of videos that set me into fits of laughter, which was a total surprise to me. I don't usually laugh out loud alone, but yesterday was so funny. And it got so right is that my son came from way over the other side of the house to see what on earth was going on on my side of the house. And you know what? I'll do it again. Um, it was good. We need big doses of laughter as often as we can get them. And today we have a special treat for you. We have a joyologist, somebody who can help you learn to laugh, a person who calls himself the chairman of the board, B-O-R-E-D, board. Get it? Chairman of the board. Steve Wilson is a licensed and consulting psychologist. He holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration and Marketing and a Master of Arts in Psychology from Temple University. His early work as a clinical psychologist crystallized his thinking about the relationship between work, joy, and productivity. Think about that, work, joy, and productivity. Steve is a member of the National Speakers Association and a certified speaking professional. He is a member of the International Society for Humor Studies and of the Advisory Board of the National Association for Self-Esteem. And we talk a lot about self-esteem on the blog and on the show. He is also founder and president of the World Laughter Tour, and we're going to talk about that today. He's the author of several books, a lot of books actually, and my favorite titles are these. Eat Dessert First. This is my real favorite. Toilet Paper Toothpaste paste and tuna noodle casserole, love it, chill, and good-hearted living. His slogan is don't postpone joy. Steve Wilson, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thanks, Irene. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm so delighted. I've looked forward to it. I found more funny stuff just because you're coming. It's absolutely wonderful. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's Steve Wilson? Great. I'd be happy to do that. I am 72 years old, so I didn't just fall off the turnip truck, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Uh, my, uh, my wife and I are uh, have been married today. It's our anniversary, 10,610 days. Uh, and we count every day, and we can talk about why we do that, it's, besides the fact that it's a way to remember that you need to make every day count. But it's part of our uplifting and uh, our, our, our philosophy, don't postpone joy. But to, So today's an anniversary. We have ten grandchildren. Oh. They are all boys, except for six. <laughs> uh, um, you, you gave me a wonderful introduction. You've said a lot about my professional uh, background. I've been fascinated by humor and laughter and what it has to do uh, with being a human being and how we can be better human beings if we understand the role of laughter and humor in our lives and what it really means. And now that's broadening out to concepts of happiness, to concepts of well-being. 
Uh, and, and some of the things, Irene, that we have suspected, that we believe were true 20, 30, 40 years ago, are now being validated by science. And so the technology of modern science is, is, is just very exciting. Oh, I love it. I, I, you know, I hope I have another 70 years um, because that put me kind of old, wouldn't it? Uh, it's so if exciting. you have good health, who cares? You know, go ahead. It's exciting to see all this validating what we've been telling people we thought was the thing. Well, you know, there, there, there are people who are called prescient. The word prescient is spelled P-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-T. So it means pre-scient. Yes. It means people who, who had theories and ideas before there was science to prove what they were talking about. And they turn out to be right. And one of them was my grandmother. And uh, I have followed in her footsteps as I've developed laughter therapy. But I want to tell you, her version of the Hippocratic Oath. Now, Hippocrates said the first thing you want to do is no harm. No harm. <laughs> no harm. And my grandmother... And of course, I, and I follow this, but her version of it was whenever anybody in the family didn't feel well, she would say, give them an enema. It wouldn't hurt. <laughs> but my grandmother was following Hippocrates. She didn't know it. <laughs> I love it. That's what my work has become about, and encouraging people to try things. Uh, that I know from many years of experience and now thousands of people working with me with my method of, of therapeutic laughter. So we have a pretty good idea that if people will try these things, they'll like the results. But it's always try this. It's never you have to do this or it's, we're not even prescribing it. We're just inviting people to try things and we feel on very good safe ground to invite that because our experience shows it won't hurt. If it doesn't work for you, try something else. Yeah, but, but it, it won't hurt. Yeah. In the meantime, try this. Try that. Okay, let's talk about what is, what's a joyologist. You say you're a joyologist. I've heard of one other joyologist who's in New Zealand. I can't think of her name right now, but uh, how did yes. you decide? Yes, I, I mean, people like the term, you know, great minds think alike. Uh, a joyologist is a, a term that's self-proclaimed and tagged on to me by members of my audiences because uh, I latched on to this philosophy of life, don't postpone joy. And my wife Pam and I, um, when we were dating uh, and getting to know each other, discovered that one of the things that we had in common, and it's it's not unique to us, obviously, is that we had lost loved ones uh, suddenly and unexpectedly. And uh, my, my mom died when she was 50, 52 years old, mm. died of ovarian cancer. And, and, and the, from the diagnosis to her demise was like three weeks. Oh, my so, so we've had these experiences. We started talking about this, and we started to say, you know, let's let's look at these experiences for a positive lesson. Whatever happens in life, we just we believe that if you walk all around it, and look at it, you, can, you maybe you find something positive. 
And one of the things that we took out of these losses uh, that were so horrible and terrible was the uh, caution, the, the admonition, don't postpone joy. Mark Twain said, life is uncertain, so eat your dessert first. You know, don't put all the good stuff off for some later date. Do some of it now. Uh, you're, somebody said you're not here for a long time. You're here for a good time. And, and all of that became a philosophy. So don't postpone joy. And I started to teach what I knew as a psychologist from, uh, from the positive point of view of how to have more happiness and well-being and life satisfaction. And somebody said, you're not just a psychologist, you're a joyologist. So, ah. ology, when you see ology with a word from the Latin or the Greek, it means the study of. Right. So, joyology is a study of joy. And it's, it's more than just simple happiness, like, oh, I want an ice cream cone, and I got an ice cream cone, so I'm happy. That's happiness with a, with a, a lowercase h. I'm talking about capital H. Happiness. I'm talking about deeper contentment, life satisfaction, sense of well-being. And when I, one of the things I discovered is there's a lot of ways to get that that happen to be quite enjoyable. Absolutely. And one of those is laughter, I'm assuming. <laughs> one of those is laughter. You know, I, I, it, it became a fascination to me. First of all, when I was in... Uh, Kindergarten. It was either kindergarten or first grade. We're now the family, not sure which. I was sent home from school with a note from the teacher because I told a joke in in class that my I heard my dad's pinochle buddies tell a joke, Oops. and it was about a talking parrot. And one of the things I didn't realize that I just happened to have the ability, and not many people do, that I can hear a joke one time, and I've got I can repeat it, I can tell it. And I went to school, and I knew it was funny because my dad's friends laughed at it. And I told it in school, so I got sent home with a note. Stevie should not be telling these kinds of stories in school. Well, so it goes way back in my life that I've been fascinated by uh, humor and comedy. I grew up on old radio, Abbott and Costello and, and you know, and, and those kind of things. There, there used to be a joke radio a show uh, telling jokes called Can You Top This? Oh, I remember the show. Yes. I'm a little bit older than you are, so uh -huh. I know these things. Because there's these always been people trying to make us laugh. So then I started to study it because, I, you know, as a psychologist, I'm studying suicide and depression and anxiety yes. and stress and marital problems, and I'm helping people. And, you know, it's important, but I want to know more about happiness and, and uh, when I started to look into it, here's one of the most amazing things about laughter. People who are born blind and deaf laugh. Now, yes. what that tells us is it's not something that you learn from other people. Laughter comes out of people who never heard it or saw another person do it. It's an inborn thing. And now we know more about how the brain works and uh, the pleasure chemicals that get uh, secreted in the brain. And we know that if you're comfortable, if you're well-fed, if you're not in pain, there are certain conditions 
that if a human being has them, they will giggle. They will laugh. When an infant laughs in the crib, it's not because they have a great sense of humor. It's because they're comfortable and they feel loved and they're secure and they, that pleasurable sensation bubbles out of us at, at four, five, six weeks of age as giggles and chuckles. And we keep that uh, capacity, we keep the ability to do that all of our lives. Our laughter and the, the, the neurologists who study it say that laughter has survival value because when you laugh, your brain chemistry changes, sends a message to every system in your body to turn on in a healthy way. On that note, Steve, it's yes. time for us to go to break. We're going to come back and finish that thought. We'll be right back with more, so stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Are you where you want to be in life? Are you experiencing the happiness that you're entitled to? How'd you like to improve your life and well-being? Take a weekly break to listen to Change Your Mind, Change Your Life with your hosts, Jim and Lynn Swearingen. You'll learn how hypnosis can truly help you rewrite the chapters of your life. You'll also learn to change perceptions of what hypnosis is and what it isn't. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon and my guest today, Steve Wilson, who is a joyologist. We were talking about how basically people are hardwired for laughing, for humor, that people who can't hear or see still laugh. Um, and, and it's wonderful to know that we have that built in. Um, Steve is also... Uh, a subscriber to positive psychology, which is a whole new field of psychology. Steve, tell us a little bit about positive psychology and why you've come to embrace it. Positive psychology is a term that was uh, coined by a psychologist named Martin Seligman at the University of Pennsylvania, and I guess maybe between 15 and 20 years ago. Uh, he had the idea... Uh, that psych, and he was a past president of the American Psychological Association. But his, so his thinking was psychologists, uh, 
study primarily uh, what goes wrong with people, mental illness, emotional disturbance, things like that, and try to find remedies. Uh, he said, why don't we also spend some time studying what goes right with people? Some people are enjoying life. Some people are optimistic, they're upbeat, they have high degrees of self-esteem and resilience. If something happens, they bounce back. And he said, why don't we study that? And uh, he called that positive psychology. And he really did study it. And, you know, this is an aside, but if people want to do some of, uh, see some of his work, go to the University of Pennsylvania or the Pennsylvania State. I don't remember. University uh, of Pennsylvania. But if you Google positive psychology, you'll go yeah. there. And if you like to take tests to see where you are, he has some of the best I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, and I encourage everybody to go uh, do that, Google positive psychology, and take a good hard look at it because it really is wonderful stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, one of the things I think is very that's important that's come out of this, and there's been so much, by the way, a new term that you'll hear more about uh, and that fascinates me because I've been incorporating his work into my work for years now, as much as we can. But how do you like this for a term? Optimal mental health. I like it. And we're going there, and we've got evidence of things we can do, and it's not expensive, and it's not difficult and it's not even time consuming it's remarkable what we are finding out that we can again tell and invite human beings try this and it's not even one thing irene we can now give people a menu five or six or eight things they pick one of these give me an example give give me a menu uh keeping a gratitude journal oh yes and it's not uh, or doing um, a minute or two of mindfulness meditation. Yep. And do it just consistently. Keep your gratitude uh, ideas consistently. Uh, uh, meditation. So you know there and and there are several things, and you don't have to do all of them. No. It, it, yeah, it's really hard to be grouchy in a day that you started out listing ten things that you're the most grateful for. You know, that you appreciate the most, what, you know, whatever, however you bend yours. I think, gra- yes, gratitude may be, turn, turn out to be the single most important human attitude because, uh, gratitude is an antidote for self-pity. Gratitude is an antidote for despair. You know, it's not psychologically efficient to constantly worry about a problem. No, it isn't. We, we need to uh, teach people that if they have a big problem and uh, and they're in the midst of it, and, and certainly catastrophic, horrible things can happen to people, it's okay to get to a point where you can kind of say, time out, uh, uh, five minutes, ten minutes. I'm going to take a break from worry. It doesn't do you any good to constantly worry. You wear yourself down emotionally and physically. If you constantly worry. So we've got, and life works best when we're balanced. So it's not always easy, but you, you do, you will find a way to, uh, get some balance and gratitude. Gratitude is the ability to look around and appreciate what you have rather than focus on what's missing. 
on what you don't have. Absolutely. Yeah, right. And the so, wonderful thing about doing that, the, the gratitude journal, the, the meditation, especially with meditation or visualization, if you put out there what it is you really want and see it, feel it, all those things, at some point the answer is going to pop right into your head from seemingly nowhere. But you've built a framework for it, and you're ready to receive it. I love the way that happens. There's, <laughs> a, there's a part of the uh, brain called the reticular activating system, and that's what's working. When you give your mind a challenge, a task, uh, it starts working on it, and it works on it even when you're not thinking about it. Yep, especially when you're not thinking about it, I think. It, and it helps you focus on things that are related to that issue. And I'll give you an example. If you're driving into a strange uh, city, you've been on the road, and your engine is making some funny noises, what you tend to notice as you drive into town are gas stations and mechanics and glass. Yes. Because the, 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 this, this part of the brain we now know, this part of the brain is filtering out the irrelevant stuff and trying to help you focus on something that's important to you. And if you drive into that same city and you're hungry, your engine is fine, but you're hungry, what do you tend to notice? Food. Restaurants, you get food. grocery stores. Or if you think you're going to buy a white VW, all of a sudden you see them everywhere. A perfect example. Same thing, same thing. That's right. Your brain, once you, once you give it the idea, it starts to help you focus on it and bring, uh, and it, that's part of the law of attraction, you know, bringing things to you. But we know that there's actually a, uh, there's a there's a, a component in the brain that helps us do that, and we're just beginning to discover these things, and I think it's so exciting. Absolutely. Let's go along. I know that you teach the secret of how to have an incredible day. Are these parts of that? Is well, this, this is the, well, it is, and and well, gratitude is part of my uh is one of the six steps of a formula that I've come up with called, which I call good-hearted living and it's good-hearted as it turns out uh because it's the the moral kind of being good-natured uh and helps you to be that but it's good-hearted because it's actually good for your heart I talked to my cardiologist about it and he liked that there's certain attitudes that will be destructive to you physically, anger, uh, guilt, fear, uh, you know, anxiety. If you carry these too long uh, and too intensely, uh, you're probably going to get sick, either emotionally or physically or spiritually. Or so there are So I put together six attitudes. Uh, I actually call it the formula to prevent hardening of the attitudes. Oh, I uh, like that. And, and, and so there's six steps. Gratitude is the centerpiece. Uh, and then there are five other steps. Would you like to know? I'd what? love to know those okay. steps. All right. Here's what I've done. I'll just make it real easy. I've, I've associated each of these attitude attitudes that you can practice with a day of the week. So it makes it easy to remember. Now, obviously... You can do any of these on any day of the week. 
But just to help everyone remember and get started, we say, okay, on Mondays, uh, practice paying compliments. So Mondays are for compliments. Now, compliments are the antidote for being judgmental, for being critical, uh, for always looking at what's wrong, for finding out who's to blame and whose fault it is. If, if, that's because you got your, your antenna out for what's wrong. So on Mondays, you put up the antenna for what's good, something nice, something right, and say something about it. Pay a compliment. And so you retune your attitude. You can go all over the world, Irene, you'll never find a statue to, that honors a critic. You know, uh, so we, we tone down our critical side on Mondays and obviously any day of the week. Pay a compliment. Love it. We, we, we teach this little saying, might help people remember this. A kind word often goes unspoken, but never goes unheard. So let's say Very a kind true. word to somebody. Tuesdays, the, the practice for Tuesdays is flexibility. Now, flexibility is the antidote for being rigid. Because there's a, the Asian proverb says, the tree that bends in the wind doesn't break. People who are rigid, are they're, they're the people who say to you, hey, it's my way or the highway. Uh, you know, there's only one way to do things, it's my way, because I'm always right. Oh, uh, yeah. The, those, are, those are the people who end up snapping and doing something crazy and hurting other people. It's hurtful to even be around them. So practice flexibility, seeing another person's point of view. Uh, switch up the way that you do things. Just do get on good terms with change. Change is the only constant in life, and the way you adapt to change is by being flexible. On Tuesdays when you take a shower, you what you want to do is hold the soap in the other hand. Just mix it up a little bit. Just do something a little different. That's your flexibility. Wednesdays are, are for gratitude. That's the centerpiece. So gratitude, we, we teach this poem, as you go through life, let this always be your goal. Keep your eye upon the donut, not upon the hole. I love it. And did you know Burl Ives actually wrote and recorded a song about that? Keeping, you know what? I think I've heard it. Keeping your eye on the donut. I have that in my, I have it. Large collection of songs, music, uh, going back a hundred or more years about laughter and humor and smiling. I just love that kind of stuff. Anyway, so gratitude. Steve, it's time for us to take another break. So when we come back, we'll finish Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Is that okay with you? Um, this is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show saying stay tuned. We'll be back with three, four more days. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. 
step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step up to the microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio. Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Steve Wilson, a joyologist, a psychologist as well. We're talking about his six steps to good-hearted living, and we've already covered Monday, which is paying compliments, Tuesday, which is for flexibility, Wednesday is the centerpiece, and it is gratitude, and now we're at Thursday. Steve, what is Thursday? Do, do we have a drum roll? Okay. Uh, Thursdays. <laughs> I wish. I know. Thursdays are for kindness. Ah. Uh, and, and we hear a lot about uh, random acts of kindness, uh, but kindness is the antidote for selfishness. It's the antidote for being mean-spirited. And each of these things, see, what we know, Irene, from thousands of people doing this, is that if you can just remember or remind yourself each day what that practice is, that's how you start out. And you only have to do it once or twice a day, and it only takes a minute or two. And sometimes not even that. That's right. That's right. And then it builds, and you remember all of them, and then you start. So it goes from consciously having to remember it to what we call internalizing it, it becomes a habit, and then it goes deeper inside you and just becomes your normal way of life. You don't even think about it. It's just what you do. So, okay, Thursdays are for kindness now. So uh, we define an act of kindness as something uh, at the minimum that you could do in the right now or in the next minute or two that would make somebody else's life a little easier. So that's, if you want the simplest idea, what can I do for kindness? Well, where are you? The bank, the grocery store, you, you know, wherever you are, look around and say, is there, is there something I could do for somebody unobtrusive, little, that would just make their life easier right now, this minute? And that's how you begin to understand kindness. 
Uh, Fridays in our program, Irene, are for forgiveness. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, um, forgiveness psychologically, emotionally requires the release of your own anger. So, so it's, it's really the antidote to the anger that you can right. hold it on to. That's right. Uh, um, forgiveness really is about not condoning, not approving what was done, not saying it's okay to do it again, but it's saying I'm going to stop carrying a grudge. I'm going to stop carrying all this resentment because it's just tearing me up inside because that's what it's doing is tearing you up. Buddy, Buddy Hackett said, I never hold a grudge because while I'm angry, the other guy is out dancing. Exactly. <laughs> He's absolutely right. And all kinds of studies have been done on the effect of these toxic emotions on our health and, you know, Louise Hayes done a lot of work with it, and uh, there are books out showing how your anger manifests physically, or uh, you know. Um, well, that's uh, right. You know, your blood pressure goes up. up. It changes your, your the juices, the chemicals in your stomach. And, it's a and real it's, deal. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. not high in the sky stuff. It's a real deal. All right now, I'm, I want to be clear that um, I my personal belief is that there is a thing called justifiable anger. There is a thing called outrage. Oh, uh, I agree at, with you. At injustice, for instance. Um, and it's a kind of anger, but it's an anger that gives you the energy to take action, to either protect yourself or protect somebody else, and then it's expressed and it's over. It's not something you're dragging around with you like a resentment. So, uh, But it's those resentments that give us the heart attacks. That's the resentments that give us ulcers. So Fridays you practice forgiveness. So you can't always forgive something all at once. So you chunk it down. You, you look at a situation from all sides. You look at a person who did something t- maybe terrible. And there's an old saying, a very wise saying, to know everything would be to forgive everything. Uh, if we understood what happened to a person, what, how they got deranged, how they got, you know, mistreated, yeah. whatever. And Walk then, a mile in their moccasins and then you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, then we might be able to be a little bit less angry and a little bit more compassionate. And that helps us. It, it, it may not save the relationship. You may not want to save that relationship. That's okay. But I'll tell you, you can't, if you want to save a relationship, you can't do it without forgiveness. Absolutely. you got to let go of the anger. So that's Fridays. Um, and then the weekends, we put Saturday and Sunday together. We just call it the weekend. And the weekends in my program of good-hearted living are for chocolate. <laughs> oh, I like your weekend. <laughs> Is that good? So here's oh, what yes. And that's what we teach. Now, and here's chocolate what, is the antidote for almost anything. Well, they knew it at uh, at Hogwarts, you know, the Harry Potter books. Yes. Uh, uh, all the adults carry chocolate. That's a great remedy for an upset child. Uh, <laughs> but the but what we mean is 
It's a, it's a symbol of, of sweet, sweetness. In other words, uh, life is so busy. Life is so rushed these days. There's so much stress and pressure, uh, that we keep putting off the sweet things. Don't do that. Program it in. Now, maybe it's the weekend. Maybe it's a Tuesday. Really, you know. In the long run, none of these. You need some every day. A little bit of chocolate never hurt as long as you don't overdo. Well, anything in moderation. A little bite, a little bite now and then. Somebody said everything in moderation, including moderation. So you get a little extreme sometimes. (laughs) That's good. Uh, You know, but chocolate means uh, put something, put it on, put nice things that you can look forward to on the calendar. You gotta have things to look forward to uh at least every six weeks, if not more than that. Uh that you're gonna take your uh best friend, your buddy, your loved one out to a movie. You're gonna go to dinner. You're going to um, you're gonna wash the dog, you're gonna work in the garden. You're, I mean whatever it is for you. Everybody's got a different idea of what chocolate is. Uh but make sure that it's on the schedule. It's sacred time. You have to have that sweetness in your life. And these days, we figure, you know, it doesn't hurt to program it in. Don't don't wait for it to come by accident. No, no, put it on the schedule. Yeah. Nothing wrong with putting chocolate on this on your Google Calendar for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Now here's the thing. What does has to do with laughter? Why is this part of our program for laughter that's that's beneficial, that's therapeutic for us? And it's because each of these six practices will reduce stress in your life and make you more open to the funny stuff. Yes. Make you more relaxed and more likely to laugh. If you're angry, if you're bitter, if you're selfish, if you've got a lot of resentment, you know, if you're being critical of everybody, there's no laughter in that. There's no laughter. There's no fun in a life like that. So we adopt these attitudes and practice them so that they become habits and then our way of life. And then we find, guess what? We're laughing our heads off. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between humor and laughter? Is there a difference? Yes. Uh, yeah. Most people think they're the same or they, and they do go together. But for some purposes, it's important to, to know the difference. To a lot of purposes, it doesn't matter. But, uh, humor, uh, is a psychological thing. Humor is somehow your mind decides that something is funny. And that's a, that's a mental process. It happens in a nanosecond. You know, we're not even aware. Or sometimes you have to think of that. But pretty much, it just, we just know, and it's personal. Humor is personal. What you think is funny, I might not laugh at. Exactly. What cracks me up, you might not laugh at. And that's perfectly okay. Somebody said there's two sure rules for making something funny. Unfortunately, nobody knows what they are. <laughs> That's true. So, so, so funny is a matter of taste and values and beliefs and experience and uh, understanding language and certain intelligence as a mom. Um, but that's humor. Humor is uh, a kind of a feeling that we have 
and we had figured something out that looked like it was going to go one way, then it went another way, and we get it, and that's that. We say that was funny. Now, typically, if we find something funny, we laugh, and laughter is a physical response to certain kinds of pleasure. And like we said earlier, that infant laughing in the crib, it's not their heat sense of humor that's causing it. So we can, human beings can laugh without jokes, without comedy. Yes. We can laugh with pleasure. We can laugh at ourselves. You know, we can laugh at, at, at how absurd life can just be. You know, you get up in the morning and before you know it, you pop the button on your blouse and you broke your shoelace and Somebody's got you blocked in, you can't get your car out, and you burn the toast, and, and, and so many things can go wrong that it becomes fun. Uh, we, we laugh at, we learn to laugh at mistakes rather than be dragged down by them. So laughter is a physical act, and it can happen without jokes. And when it does, it changes their brains, every system in your body, your muscles, digestion, your heart, your immune system, all kinds of get better, work better if you're laughing. So then there's actually a third condition that makes all of this really powerful. If humor is psychological and laughter is physical, there's an emotional state we call mirth. Ah, mirth. It's very special, very hard to define mirth. But the, the scientists who are studying it these days are saying, you know, um, the most beneficial laughter comes when you're feeling mirthful. Mirthful. Isn't that interesting? So it's interesting. Let me ask you this question. Do you have that funny little laugh that you had a while ago? Is that handy to push a button? Uh, sure. You'd like it's to time to take a break. Take us to break with a laughter. This is my laughing pen. It's a ballpoint okay, pen. Let's at the do end it. of it. Take us to break. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. best-selling authors find tantalizing new books learn the latest healthy living tips and be inspired to coach yourself to success on star style be the star you are every thursday from 3 to 4 p.m pacific time on world talk radio the oprah of the airwaves cynthia bryan and her health hero daughter heather Brittany fire up the airwaves with upbeat positive life-changing talk radio it's the power hour on star style be the star you are thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m pacific on the world talk radio variety channel come play with us
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is the joyologist, Steve Wilson. We've been talking about laughter, um, all about laughter, and it's been wonderful. And I know, Steve, that a lot of people want to know how to find you. There's a lot of Steve Wilsons on the Internet, so tell them how they find you the funny one. Steve Wilson is a very popular name. Um we have an 800 number, so you can call in and get information. It's 800-NOW-LAUGH, and the laugh is spelled L-A-F-F. The numbers are 800-669-5233. And you spell it out, it's 1-800-NOW-LAUGH. And then we have a website, worldlaughtertour.com. All one word, worldlaughtertour.com. And I would urge everyone to to go to another website, humormonth.com. Did you know that April is National Humor Month? And humormonth.com is loaded with free uh, ideas for activities and materials and resources for parents and teachers and librarians and people at work. And we have programs for kids. Uh, my wife and I underwrite that program because I am the director of National Humor Month. And... Uh, so that's a great way to help kids. Well, well, maybe we need to have you back in April and talk some more about it. Well, that would be perfect. It would be, wouldn't it? Let's we'll well, we'll get together. We'll get together on that and talk about National Humor Month. Tell tell us a little bit about the national about the the tour, the National Humor World Laughter Tour uh, has a mission. Uh, it, it, we're an educational organization. Uh, our mission is to lead the world to health, happiness, and peace through laughter. Uh, we train people in a program called um, How to Create Therapeutic Laughter. It's a two-day workshop, and now it's a home study program, and more than 6,000 people have taken that training, and there are volunteers in nursing homes, and they are professional people, doctors, nurses, teachers. You don't have to have any special background. You have to be mature and responsible and cheerful. And then you can do this work very well, help the world lighten up and, and be a better place. But we do it systematically, uh, and uh, it works as so popular. We we have been training uh, staff for Cancer Treatment Centers of America where they use an integrative approach to cancer treatment. Uh, lots of folks who are working with memory care, Alzheimer's, uh, the activity therapists in the nursing homes have, have loved this program. It, it's uh, cost-effective. It gets people optimistic. It lifts their, their when they're down days, and then they get to move their, their joints and their muscles a little bit because we do laughter exercises. Uh, so all of that is on the websites and, uh, and call the 800 number. We'll help everybody get that. You have a, a couple of things that are kind of fascinating to me. You have the full belly laughter project. 
Yes. What Both is that? Lecture. Uh, we designed that program because uh, there are certain conditions that stop people from laughing. Even though it's natural to laugh, it, you, we human beings only laugh under certain conditions. If you're in pain, if you're sick, that's not very funny. You're not going to laugh so no. much. If you're starving. If you're hungry, if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, you're not going to laugh. If you're living in chaos, if bullets are flying overhead and bombs are going off in the backyard, that you're, people aren't laughing. Uh, people need calm. People need love. They need peace. They need food. They need a job. They need, you know, they need a reason to laugh. So our full belly laughter project, we invite everybody, especially the folks who have taken our, our training and our coursework, run a laughter party, run a laughter circle, uh, invite people in and make the price of admission a can of food and give it to a local food bank. We're now in a situation where in the richest country in the world, 25% of kids are going hungry. I know. Uh, and so, and the food banks are getting depleted. So full belly laughter means let's fill some bellies so that people will feel like laughing. My dad brought a, a an important philosophy, we say, from the old country. He said if a person only had two pennies, with one penny they should buy bread, and the other penny they should buy flowers, because the soul needs nourishment. And uh, that's what is at the bottom of this work with laughter and humor and optimism and good-hearted living. It's really about the soul needs nourishment and helping ourselves, which we can do very easily. You don't. You you could learn how to do this for yourself, and then uh, you'll enjoy your life more and and uh, you'd be the kind of person that makes the world a better place. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny that I read that as a full belly laugh. Well, it's a double. It's a double. It's, a, it's a, got a little double meaning there. That's, That's right. an, a, a wonderful work here in Phoenix. We're having food drives right now because the food banks are depleted. You know, we're just we're not even quite into February, and the food banks are depleted. So we really need to get busy all over the country and help those people. There's who a directory, no Irene, at worldlaughtertour.com. We've got a directory, and you can find where our people are qualified to run these laughter parties and programs all over the uh, North America, all over the world. And we got a lot of folks in Arizona. Uh, you know, Arizona, and, Arizona and Florida are the two states with the most senior citizens. And, and I'm one of them. Steve, that's who loves this. Right up against the end of the show, what's the thought you'd really like to leave with our listeners today? I would that. Uh, can I read something real quick from Martin Luther King? Can he said, "Everyone can be great because everybody can serve." You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your noun and verb agree to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. When evil men plot, good men plan. When evil men bomb and burn, good men must build and bind. When evil men shout words of hatred, good men must commit themselves to the glory of love. That's from Martin Luther King. Love is... 
at the bottom of all of this, life is psychosocial. If we don't get the social part right, we go psycho. Get more laughter. Give yourself permission to have uh, some chocolate. <laughs> Sweet times. Sweet times. Next week's guest is Marlies Carlin, who will be talking about dealing with bullies and how to find the power of peace within yourself. Steve, thank you so much. This has been, it's been just wonderful having you on. You do a funny thing with time, you know. You make an hour go very fast. I know. I've been accused of that before, and I think we're going to have to start having a two-hour show now and then. Uh, anyway, thanks for being with us. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Steve Wilson saying thank you for joining us today and come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.